You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hello, thank you for coming and watching us, Trash Pandas, where we talk about reality TV shows and trending TV shows. And yeah, I've had a pretty good week so far. I (laughs) started watching um, The Great on Hulu. It's really good. Um, It's about Catherine the Great. It's very loosely based on facts, but it's hilarious so far. And I also started watching um, Tiny Fires or Little Fires Everywhere. Just started watching that, and I fucking love it so far. So what about you? What have you been watching? So my normal stuff, anything on Bravo, Bravo Bravo-related, I've been watching. um, The big thing that happened this week is I don't know how many of you watch Vanderpump Rules, but some Vanderpump Rules cast members got in a lot of trouble for um, for past racial uh, comments, uh, things that they did. So what they did was two of the cast members have like called the cops on a, um, an, uh, she was like a side role, but a black female cast member and um without having like any evidence basically called the cops on her and now you know obviously it's coming to light where you don't do that like right. I, I mean duh like you I don't you don't do that anyway. right anyway like I don't know why it took um all the protests and all everything for this to happen for them to actually get fired for doing what they did but Bravo did fire them. It was Stassi and Kristen. Um, so that has been like a huge thing going on in the Bravo world right now. Um, because Bravo has been, Bravo's super white. Yeah. I mean, like their cast for the most part are not diversified at all. Um, like they have like the real housewives of Atlanta, but it's all, it's a group of all all black women but like on any other of their like housewives um shows they don't have like any diversity at all there's no diversity on Vanderpump Rules on any of these shows so it was interesting to see Bravo's response to all of this and um good to see that they got the boot because you don't do that you don't do shit like that we don't do shit like we don't stand for that shit no hell no so um, that was interesting. I've been following that really closely. Lots of gossip. There's lots of apologies going on. Like a bunch of brands and sponsors have dropped both of these girls. Um, they we're going to have to keep people updated on what happens. With yeah, they were making sure. like a lot of money. Um, Sassy, one of the girls just came out with like this book last year. Her publisher and editor dropped her. Um, so and and <laughs> this makes it all the more bitter, sweet and funny is that she just bought like this two point some million dollar mansion in California and now she's being dropped by her show, being dropped <laughs> by all of her sponsors. So not funny, but that's funny. I fun. mean I like you it. gotta like seriously look deep within yourself and realize that like you have implicit bias and like the things that you do can have super negative ramifications. And yeah, that's true. I mean, 
sorry, not sorry that that happened to you. That sucks. Maybe be a nice person in be the future. Be a good fucking person. Right. Exactly. Be a good person in the future and this stuff won't happen to you. So I've been following that really closely. I was telling Lauren, I watched the Michelle Obama um, documentary on Netflix called Becoming, um, which was amazing. And no uh, surprise here. I'm, I'm all about like, left-wing politics. So sorry if that irks any of our viewers. Sorry, not sorry. Um, but it was very, it was bittersweet to see like what we used to have in the office versus what we have now. Right. And uh, just the level of class that she has. And she's amazing. And I love her story. Um, so that was awesome. And then the other thing we finished watching was uh, the Jeffrey Epstein, the Epstein documentary. documentary. That which, was a lot. That was a lot. It's only like, I think it's like four episodes or something. And it still is just like a, a lot of information being put into a very small amount of time. Um, and I wasn't surprised by any of it completely honest. No, you know, everything um, was pretty, pretty uh, well put out there. I think what was the most shocking about it was seeing, um, how far it reached out, like to how many different victims that yeah, they were saying like had. hundreds of girls, hundreds of victims, and um, the fact that some of his victims were being trafficked. Um, which I mean, I guess that's probably why he ended up being murdered because Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, most definitely did not kill himself. I think no. we all agree on that. No. In fact, uh, my really good friend Becky. She gave me a Christmas ornament. It was like a glass ornament that said Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. And it was like my favorite possession for almost a year. Yeah, no. So <laughs> yeah. I love that. No, he didn't kill himself. And like just seeing like the photos of him in the documentary with like Bill Clinton and Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, this thing goes real deep. Um, way deeper than I way deeper than right than I had thought and then like the fact that um what's her name I'm gonna pronounce it wrong gets gets Lane gets Lane Maxwell his like co-conspirator she's never been charged with a crime even though she had been like helping to recruit these high school sometimes middle school girls and they were able to prove that she was there. Yeah. There's pictures. Yeah. There's pictures there of her with the victims and everything. And she's never been charged with a crime. So that's super upsetting. And I wonder when her day of reckoning is going to come because wow. That, that, a lot, yeah. That is super messed up. Um, I would highly recommend watching it if that's absolutely, if you like true crime, um, definitely that was a good one they went real deep they and I think they did a really good job at um getting the victim's story yeah absolutely I I felt like the girls had the time to say exactly what they wanted to say um there was even one point where I can't remember which guy it was but he said um you know this one girl has never publicly accused me and I I I challenge her to say on this documentary that she spent the night with me. And then the next clip is her being like, yup, spent the night with him multiple times. So it's like, you know, the stuff that you're seeing while you're watching it, it's like, it's a lot to take in and we definitely wanted to talk more about it. Um, But it was, it's a lot. We, I think that I want to watch it again before I 
we actually do talk with her about it. So yeah, actually we would love your input. If that, if us recapping that is something that you would be interested in, we could dedicate an entire episode to it. Um, but it is a lot. And I think the other thing that was really interesting was his former employees coming forward and saying, yeah, we saw young girls there all the time. And we saw inappropriate things. And the one guy that did like, um, the cell, the cellular towers on his Island where he was like, I had two girls in high school at the time and I would not let them within five miles of that man. Like, yeah. And so it's also interesting to see, cause I wonder with as much money and power that he has, would they have come out if he wasn't dead? Would they have been saying these things if he was just because, I mean, it seems like he had the power to, yeah, he was a to shut up a lot of, power. shut exactly. up a lot of people. Um, he got away with it for a very long, time a very long like time 10 years over 10 years yeah, yeah over 10 that's years. like when they started just finding out about yeah, it was like 10 exactly years, so. exactly so um if that was if that's something that um y'all are interested in we would love we, we would do a deep dive on that um but for now we're gonna keep it light and airy and we're gonna talk about 90 day reunion and if y'all say tell all the tell all um, I think that none of it was a shock, actually. Um, like literally everything I saw, I felt like it was what, three hours, four hours of tell all. And I got zero information out of it. Um, it was just a bunch of people talking all at once on a zoom meeting. Uh, it really did not intrigue me at all the entire time. I, I don't, and now, you know what? The funny thing is, is that after I watched the new uh, 90 Day Fiance the other way, they had a commercial for, they tell even more. And yeah. I was like, what more can these fucking people talk about? Right. Like, like when is heard this everything. Right. It's heard literally that. the never ending story. Um, I, I was just so bored. Go ahead and start. All right. So <laughs> first I want to talk about the, so obviously they're filming this via Zoom because of the pandemic. And so they just first touch on like um, what people have been doing in the pandemic. And the only thing that I wanted to comment on here was David, uh, David and Lana um, has like this stockpile of like canned goods and like juice, like a (laughs) bunch of juice. And he's like, this juice lasts me a year. I'm like, dude, who drinks that much juice? Nobody. Your teeth will rot out. No, (laughs) like, like, no, dude. So much juice. Okay, so I However, I probably have a stockpile that big of alcohol. So I'm not gonna lie. Okay, that's one thing. But I mean, I don't you're an adult. That didn't last me a year either. It didn't even last me three months. I had to keep going where I needed to get more. (laughs) Um, so I thought that was funny. So Sean Robinson, the host, uh Bless her heart for dealing with these. She always has to deal with like the, the worst. Most, yeah, the most extra people ever. I feel so bad. For also, her. though, I wish she would ask different questions sometimes. Sometimes Dang. I'm like, Sean, can you dig a little deeper? But um, so Sean mentions that Jeffrey and Varia won't be a part of the reunion, um, but she doesn't say why. So she just like drops it at that. She doesn't address any of the reasons why. Jeffrey wasn't invited to the reunion, which we all know that he wasn't invited through like gossip columns right. um, because of his his impending um, 
assault charge against his ex-girlfriend. Um, and I think we touched on this last episode about how like Varia like turned down to do the reunion because Jeff wasn't invited. And- Which is stupid. I wish that she would just go on so I could just hear the side of her story. But- right. Um, Yolanda talks about how in December she got super sick and she was actually put in a, like a medically induced coma to be on a ventilator. And her doctor now believes that she had coronavirus yeah she was not uh tested for it right because at the time they didn't know like the coronavirus wasn't actually a thing over america yet so um she said that she was on a ventilator for a month yeah which is insane and she looks great yeah and she's yeah she does she looks great and she's back at it but i thought that was really yeah that was pretty crazy before we even like knew it was here um her doctor thinks that she probably had it. And it um, makes sense. I mean, oh yeah, totally makes sense. I think it was here a lot longer than we knew it was here. Uh, so the first major check-in, like the first couple that they really put on the spot is um, Avery and Ash. And uh, they broke up. They're no longer together well, coming. from a mile away. Uh, Dude is a sexist, like misogynistic he pig. Is, he is a misogynist for sure. Um, so it sounds like um, Ash broke up with Avery because once Avery got back to the States, she wanted to like take a break from the relationship because she wanted to like kind of like process like all of the crap that she had been through while she was over there, like all the lies that he had told and all that. And Ash was basically like, how many breaks do we need to take? Like, this is just done. We're done. Um, so Avery says her feelings were fading, um, after she got back because she was never able to get like the authentic side of him, which again, we saw this coming from miles away. Like this was always their issue is Ash sugarcoating everything in his life and never actually wanting to admit their problems or work on their problems or even talk about their problems. She even said, like, I think one of the things, the only thing that really stood out about the relationship that she had mentioned was that she was like, I can never trust a single word he says. And I feel like that's true. Even um, at one point, they asked him um, about some, about a screenshot that Tom had sent to her because he had asked her out on a date and she said yes. And Ash had told Avery that he had a screenshot from Tom. And they ask about that, and he goes, "Oh, I lied to her." And it's like you're just proving her point, dude. Right. Like, like you obviously, I never actually had the screenshot. Whatever. I did it because I was hurt, and blah blah blah. It's like, dude, he said he. I think one of the things that he said was, if you're in a relationship, you don't, and you love somebody. If it's true, then you don't do. You don't treat people that way. Like the same goes for a situation like that. If you really loved her, if you actually cared about her, you wouldn't go out of your way to lie to her about what you're what you see and what you I mean like just say straight up it bothers me because I know about it and I don't like it on the other side of that so Avery says there were a lot of red flags from the beginning of their relationship and um she brings up like an old fight that they had about some Instagram thing where like he 
basically said he was like single on Instagram. And removed all, or the, photos removed all the photos of her. And this is what we heard at the very, we heard about this fight at the very beginning of their 90 day fiance story. And Avery again brings it up in the reunion. So part of me is like, well, Avery, you either got to let these things go and mm-hmm. not bring them up anymore and move past them or you don't and you dump the dude like right. why are we still here talking if you're still talking about, about the, the same thing, thing and yeah. the same problem you like, obviously aren't over that and right you need to like get that out if right. you're going to like, right oh and then they had like some sort of like she brought up the fact that they had like some sort of like weird fight about a diet they were doing together. a diet yeah and i think her point in bringing that up was like he didn't follow the diet that she wanted him to follow and she was like it's just like another instance of him lying but it all just seemed like super petty that was super petty and even even bgl baby girl lisa was just like girl you know that that is petty as fuck yeah i think that's the only thing that bgl said the entire time that i was like i'm on your side about this because everything else i was like just shut the fuck up like you are she's just so annoying yeah I can't handle it. All right. So the next couple is Rose and Ed. Uh, Rose requested a translator to be there. And um, she speaks Tagalog, which um, I'm really glad they brought in a translator because she has a lot to say. Yeah. Um, But she's not able to communicate it very well in English. So I'm glad that they brought in the translator for her. She is very angry. Um, and Ed is confused as to why she's angry. And it's like, really Ed is confused about everything all the time. Right. It's just a confused guy. Apparently. So he claims that Rose reached out to him on Valentine's day. Um, and he's like, I've got the messages. I got the text. It's just a bunch of pictures show. of her with like, like filters, like Snapchat filters. Yeah, Snapchat on. Snapchat and filters. Rose disagrees. She's like, I wasn't the one to reach out. He was the one that reached out. I just responded because I didn't want to be rude. Um, and then Ed uh, says he was ready to give up everything again to go be with Rose. He was ready to give up his relationship with his daughter again to go be with Rose, which I'm just like, you're such an idiot. And that poor girl, they bring his daughter on and she's just like, it hurts my feelings to know that he would have done that. She cries about it. She cries. Yeah. And I'm just like, girl, you know what? I don't even blame her feeling that way because he he tries to explain it off like I never said that or that that's not the way that I meant it and I would never give you up ever yeah. which I understand where he's coming from but at the same time his daughter is like really hurt that he is trying to go after a woman who's so much younger and she understands that there's just not the connection there that he says that he has yeah and he says that um yeah. He, he says that, uh, yeah, he didn't mean it like that. And he's like, once again, I messed up. I'm an idiot and I'm sorry and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, how many times do you have to fall back on this? Like this same sorry ass apology of me being like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Okay. There's only so many times you can tell me you're an idiot. Like I'm done with you. I'm done. You're stupid. So um, then he brings up the fact that he found out that Rose was like in a relationship with a woman. Doesn't matter. And that's why he 
he was like completely blindsided. And then that's why he like didn't end up going back to the Philippines again to like see her. But um, if she took him back, I'd be pissed anyway. Yeah. Like, I'm happy that he didn't because in reality, like she should not be with that man. Yeah. Like he does not care about her the way that he says that he does. And I understand that he probably thinks that he does, but he doesn't. That's not how you treat somebody that you love and yeah. asking someone to like change everything about their culture and their life. And even just like stupid shit, like, can you shave your legs or can you brush your teeth and stuff? It's just insulting. Well, I yeah. to and they does. brought, they did like a montage of like him asking her like all these <laughs> yeah. embarrassing things. Like first you do the SPD check, next to shave your legs, next to brush your teeth. And she starts like sobbing like Rose starts sobbing and she's like this is so embarrassing like you don't treat somebody like that that you you love I mean and I don't know like it goes back like I know they're supposed to air like their real relationship but I just feel like if you really had feelings for this woman these are like some issues that you may address off camera right and even his daughter was like yeah you shouldn't have like approached the STD like check that way like maybe you should have been like I'll take one with you or you know what I mean like there were just he's just not he's not good with his words at all and he's horrible at communication and we see that with his daughter we see that with Rose and he's like he's just not very uh he's not a very likable likable guy yeah. with the way that he communicates. He just seems like a jerk to be completely honest. But like I said before, if that's like since day one, he yeah. doesn't seem like somebody I wanted to like <laughs> right. invest any time into. <laughs> right. Um so the next person that they talk to is Yolanda. David starts schooling Yolanda on internet scams and I just wrote a whole row of laughing emojis because <laughs> are you kidding me, David? Are you kidding me? Like, you're going to talk to this woman about internet scams? Right. You're living one right. currently. Right. Just because you've met her does right. not mean that she actually cares about you or that she's, like, not trying to get money out of you or, like, whatever the case might be. Right. And so the private investigator that her daughter hired joins the conversation and he's like, he's like, they, there weren't just red flags, there were red banners about this guy, like, he is for and sure. we all knew that. Yeah, he's a, for sure a catfish and yada, yada. Like, we get it. We know. We already know. Like, there's no more to the story to me. Like, a lot of this could have been ended so many episodes ago. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just, like, so ready to be done. So with over it. Um, Next one, Darcy and Tom. So Darcy is dressed to the nines. Um, she's got, like, this crazy Donatella Versace wig on. Oh my God, yes. Yes. And, and she, it looks really far back. It is too. way it's too far, far back. back. It's like, it, it looks like it's sliding like off way of her far head. back. She has like yeah. a 10 head. Yeah. Um, and she's wearing like this figure skating costume, like dress. Like it's like nude, but it's like got these like, bedazzled yeah, like bristles or all something. over it. God love you, Darcy. Like, girl, do you? She yeah. She's amazing. Um, anyway, so um this is another sad storyline. It's just like over and done with, but he claims Tom claims that he met this other girl, Shannon. Um 
when his relationship with Darcy was over, but their timelines don't match up. Yeah. It seems that he was probably talking to them both and probably being a scumbag. And that's just Sam. And um, Darcy feels like she was strung along. He apologizes for asking if she put weight on, which was like the most asinine thing that you could say to a woman. Um, and he apologizes and said that he was hurt and he said a stupid thing in the moment, but I'm just, he also admits to hitting on Stephanie as well. And like sending her a message. Not so. Avery. Avery. Avery too. and Stephanie. Yeah. yeah. Avery and both Stephanie. of them. Yeah. He, he like, gets, Stephanie is like, oh, I didn't know you were flirting with me. I'm like, bitch, you knew he was flirting with you. Everyone knows when a guy is flirting with them. He's not trying to be subtle about it. Tom think, has an ego. Yeah, yeah thank <laughs> I think I think like the biggest thing is he's he wants to be on TV. Yeah. No, I I like that agree with that. Really what it comes I down to. I think there's to. a few people like that on uh, a couple of like, different seasons yeah. and stuff. There's some people that I'm like you are literally here just to get on TV. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. Um so speaking of Stephanie, Stephanie and Erica Erica is just like, I feel like it's just like rolled over, like steamrolled and is not allowed to actually speak her truth. Stephanie is horrible. Like I do not a fan of Stephanie. Nope. I haven't been a fan of Stephanie like since the beginning just because of, she was abusive. Yeah. You know, she, and she continues, she continues to be abusive in this episode when she starts yelling at her and saying like, you're a narcissist. It's all about you. You're a narcissist. And I'm like, how in any way, shape or form was Erica the narcissist? Like, right. That doesn't even make sense. She's like totally gaslighting her and making her see, feel like she's crazy when she's not crazy. Like you're the one that was being completely awful to her. And, and er, uh, Erica says, like, I think the moment that it was over is, like, when you threw the bowl in our hotel room, like, I knew, like, this this was it. Like, yeah, because that's a sign of abusive behavior. Like, if you're going to... Not that the other 14 right. times they got into fights, it wasn't right. abusive. Because it, was definitely it definitely was, was, but that was escalating to, like, it got worse physical abuse. Every time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, when you start having somebody... It's like throwing things, throwing things at things. you. Yeah. You know that that is just like a get the fuck out situation. Yeah. It's an, yeah, it's an escalation for sure. Um, and you know, when Erica says like the jealousy issues was like evident from the very beginning and like, um, yeah, it just, and then, oh, Stephanie's two Stephanie's, two of Stephanie's friends come on to like defend Stephanie and the whole time I'm sitting there thinking like why are they even on here because they weren't there to witness Erica and Stephanie's relationship now when Erica had her friend on she was actually there to witness like things going on in their relationship so how are you about to have these two people who have like no idea what was actually happening. And nasty personality. Nasty personality. Just completely nasty. Treating this girl like a piece of shit. Oh yeah, yelling at her, yelling at her screaming for like, I'm Italian, so I'm okay. It's okay for me to talk to people this way. Like, no, that was that's not reality. That was guys. something. Like, like her friends, like I'm Italian. This is just my. This is just like the way that I am. And Erica was like, 
you don't get to just say that, like, because you're Italian, you get to act this way. Like, right. that doesn't even make, she just looked like an idiot. Like that, she looked like an idiot. She looked like a huge idiot. Because I felt like I was really rooting for them in the beginning. I was really excited, first of all, that they were doing work for a sustained sex couple. Yeah. I was really excited that the girls both seemed like they were like attractive, that they were, you know, attracted to each other. They seemed like they genuinely really liked each other. They were excited to like be with each other. Mm -hmm. And then it was like a steady like downward slope from the second she landed in Australia. It yeah. was like a constant, every, every episode was yeah. like another yeah. thing happening. And I, I thought this was done way sooner right. than it actually was. The fact that Erica kept on um, allowing her to like, just apologize and, and sweep things under the rug was shocking to me. It's yeah. like Erica doesn't seem like that. Uh, one of the notes that I made was that, first of all, Erica is fucking gorgeous. Oh my God. Her skin is so pretty. She is. She is so pretty. Gorgeous. She's so pretty. Yeah. And I loved her outfit for yeah. it. And I loved Oh her yeah. Earrings. That pink like yeah, off the shoulder. Like, and yeah. That and, was super cute. And her hair was beautiful. Her earrings were beautiful. Everything about her was I just amazing. like her like, like funky cool style. Like yeah. it's very unique. And she's just bubbly. I just like her. It's very kawaii. Yeah. Like, it she, is. Yeah. She's it? very yeah. like. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. Cutesy girly. Yeah. You know, pastels and she's just super I love her I love everything about yeah. her and I I hope if Erica ever sees this I highly doubt it but if you ever do I hope nothing but the best for her yeah and she deserves some fucking yeah. amazing girl or boy I'm a big fan of Erica and her parents and her parents, her parents were both <laughs> and her friends seem cool as hell too. Yeah, I was like, like oh, I'll come date you. Yeah, like, like <laughs> you deserve so much better than the piece of trash that is happening. Let me tell you. Um, all right, let's move on. Okay, so let's do these next few kind of quick because we're already halfway through, and, and we, we really want to talk about Ninety Day Fiance the, the other, other way. way. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay, so real quick, Usman, baby girl, uh, same old fight, different day. Uh, guess that they blacked each other a few times on online. Um, there's an argument about um, the fact that like he's too controlling or something, but she's the one controlling but she's everything, the one controlling like him. literally. And then I love this is the only part that I really want to talk about with them is that the question of taking a second wife. And yeah, that was the only thing that was really interesting. That was really the only thing that was interesting. So in Nigeria, they are expected, obviously, male sons are expected to have children. And so everyone noted, like, well, baby girl Lisa's probably not going to be able to, like, give you children because she's past that point in her life. And um, so they were like, would you be okay with him taking a second wife? And she's like, yeah. And Avery's like, wait, hold up. So you would be okay with him, like, having, another, having another woman, being intimate with another woman, doing all these other things when you're not even okay with, like, women messaging him on Instagram. And, and um, he's a celebrity. Yeah. And so, like, baby girl Lisa at first was like, yeah, no, I get it. Like, he has to have it. It wouldn't be like that. Like, he would have, she would live in a different house and um, it's not even a legal marriage. It wouldn't be a legal marriage. And Usman is like, wait, no, it would be a legal marriage. Like here in Nigeria, like 
I would have to marry her. Like we would have a marriage ceremony, have a separate life. just like you and I had. We would have, yeah, like all of that. And yeah. you could tell, like BGL was like uncomfortable. She like, does not take shit at all, and I hate her. But it's like the entire fucking time, all these people are saying he's gonna get married, and he's even saying he's gonna get married, and she's right. like, no, nope, not in America. Okay, bombshell. He goes ahead and says, I don't plan on living in right. America. Right, right, right. And then yeah. they're like, so wait, you're not going to live in America? And he goes, no, she's going to come live over here. Yeah. Well, when they ask her, she says, that's a personal question, which I'm like, how personal can that be? You're either going to go on to Night A Fiance the other way or right. you're not. Right, right. Like, he's either coming here or you're going there in order for you guys to be together. So... Um, finding out that he had no intentions of living in America was a little bit weird, uh, especially since she keeps on saying, well, in America, you can't have another wife. And he's saying, I'm in Nigeria and that I will have another wife. Right. And she just like talks over that. Yeah. Like, it's not even something that they're allowed to like talk about. It's like this. Enti- it's just. I, I couldn't handle them anymore. Not, that was the only thing that was really important yeah, about talking to not, them. Yeah, you know? that's not a good, that's not a good thing. And then the last couple is David Lana. Um, so, so, so the things that I, I wrote down about David and Lana were that um, he was asked how many girls he's talked to over the time. So I don't know if all this was in the actual tell-all that was aired or the 10-hour one that I watched. So if you didn't see this, then good luck because this is exactly what I have. So his answer was that he has spoken to over a thousand women, which was a little bit weird. He's been to, uh, yeah, he's been to Ukraine 20 plus times and he's been there for tours to meet girls. So he used to get pamphlets in the mail that show basically like a photo album. You choose a girl, you say, I'm interested in this. You want to have them invited to the soiree that they do. And then you go to uh, Kiev and meet these women. And he said that he's been there a ton of times for that, that he had spent uh, $300,000 in trips meeting women out there um, specifically to meet Lana um, and that he has only sent her 3K in gifts. So, and then one of my biggest notes is fucking Yolanda says that he's in denial. So there's that. Yolanda is telling you that you're in denial, guy. Like, get your shit together. Um, The other thing about them is that he says that they're engaged, but they're not together. What does that mean? How are you engaged to someone that you're not? But you're not together. Together with that person. She's still on the sites. She's still talking to other people. He refers to them as her best friends and her only friends. Which is very weird. Like, if you guys are engaged, if you guys are going to be together, there's no reason to be on these sites anymore. He gives her a um, cell phone that they ask about uh, whether or not she's been able to call him. And he mentions that her nails are too long and it's uncomfortable for her to use this phone. But if we all take a little snap back and look, she's using a phone that's also touchscreen and her nails are short. Like mine. And I'm sorry, but I have had fake nails 
my life. Same. I went five years wearing fake nails I up until COVID, and I can still type I can still faster type. than anyone. Um, the last thing that I wrote down was that um, in the 10-hour thing, I'm not sure if they talked about it on this, but that he said that it was illegal for her to talk outside of the website. Not true. Which is not true. Not true. Um, actually, Big Ed asked him, do, you, do people in uh, Ukraine and Russia have Facebooks, which we all know they do. And he said that that is illegal for them to have Facebooks or to talk outside of that. Yeah. Dude. No. I literally have friends from Ukraine on Facebook. <laughs> like I can speak to them at any point in time. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Like this is stupid. stupid. So, you know, essentially they're together, but they're not together. They're engaged. They're engaged, but they're not, but they're not, to- not together. together. However, that works. haven't talked in six days, but they're engaged. Yeah. So. <laughs> Good for them. Glad to be over with that shit. It took entirely too long to get to the end of that story. Just, and apparently there's more, which I don't know what else you can possibly fucking talk about. I just but. really hope that TLC like fucking does better research in the future because that was painful. That was a painful season. I agree. I, I've never I'm Totally cool if I never have to see that shit again. But let's talk about um, 90 Day the other way. The it, other way. This actually looks really promising. So I know, it does. The first couple that we see are Yasin, and he's 24 from Jordan, and um, Brittany, who's 26 from Florida. She's a self-proclaimed Barbie. Yes, and she's passionate about her rap career. And she's actually pretty good. Like, she actually gives a, a couple bars. I thought it was pretty good. It was a little weird, but it was pretty good. It wasn't terrible. All right. right. I'm just saying it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. (laughs) So we don't agree on that, but (laughs) (laughs) I've heard worse is all I'm trying to say. I mean, if that's where it's hard. Yeah. Where are we setting the bar? Where am I setting this bar at? (laughs) We're way down here. Just so you know, basically, if you can rhyme, if you're Dr. Seuss and you make up your own fucking words, I think you're pretty good. (laughs) Anyways, so, um, so he's from Jordan. He's a practicing, um, Muslim man. His family is very conservative. So already learning about where he comes from and his way of life and then seeing Brittany and how she's interested in her rap career and she's making like this rap video and she's like twerking and stuff and showing a lot of skin. Already we see there's going to be culture. There's going to be an issue. (laughs) There's going to be culture. Right off the rip, I was like, there's going to be an issue. Yeah, there's Yeah, for sure going to be an issue. Um, She usually dates older men. She calls them settled, which is like... A little bit unsettling, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> settled men. Settled men. What did she say? Uh, in their eighties. In their eighties, they asked how old uh, the oldest the man oldest, she dated. She said eighty-two 80, to eighty-five. Yeah, eighty-two. Around 85. there. I'm like, what could you possibly be doing with your okay? Men? Um. So, anyways, um, she's also not interested in converting to Islam, which. Don't see how that's going to work. That's going to be a huge issue, especially if you're planning to move to Jordan and you know that your fiance's parents are super conservative. Like, well, you're going to move there and join into their culture, but then you're just not going to embrace like the major part. However, I will say that she tells him like, 
Yeah. I'm probably not going to convert. But yeah, she does. But then also she says like anytime that he brings it up or anytime I that they're going to talk on. about it, she just kind of like glazes over it and tries to like, move she, does like say that. she doesn't want to like engage in any real conversation about it. But so. she does say that she's completely not interested in converting. Yes. And expects him to stay with her when she comes there, which is another thing. That, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. His parents already said no. So, you know, it's like for her to expect that, she said he'll figure it out. And it's just like, I think that she's going to be really disappointed when she gets there and that he is not as accommodating as yeah. she thinks he's going to be. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Um, I'm kind of concerned about their relationship. I don't think that's going to last very long. I don't think that she's going to end up moving there. That's just my prediction. My prediction? My, yeah, that's my prediction. I, have a hiccup too. I could be um, wrong. I can already see that I'm like annoyed annoyed by this whole thing just because it's like do some research about the culture like yeah just at least like look into it this is what somebody believes this is what somebody practices right if you want to be part of their their if you're going to be part of his life yeah this is a part of his life right like I don't know what to tell you and it would be different if he was coming to live with her in Florida, then maybe that could be something that you guys could work out. But it's like, that is the life in Jordan. Like, it's very religious. Like, this is what governs Jordan. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not going to be so black yeah. and white when she gets there. If she, right. You know, or it's going to be black and white. She, it's not going to be as much gray area as she right. it's going to be. So, and the other thing about them is that, um, She's still currently married to her ex who was deported by ICE to Haiti. Um, and she claims that she just forgot she, she was still married. I forgot. I forgot I, forgot I was married. married. Um, apparently okay. that happens three or four months after they get married. She said yeah. that she's known him since she was like 40 or something. And she's known him, yeah, her whole life and didn't know that he wasn't like technically a U.S. citizen. Um, so he was because he's lived in America since he was like three years old. Right. And so um, he's deported back to Haiti and she's in the process of trying to get a divorce. She goes to see a lawyer and the lawyer's like, it's going to take six to 10 months even to like get all the paperwork filed and like do everything to like do to get the divorce. But her current fiance, Yazin, who lives in Jordan is under the assumption that she is already divorced and so is his family so so they're aware that she was married before but not that but she's, she's not divorced, divorced. yeah and she's so that's um we'll see okay next couple jenny jenny and Samit. they're from a season before they're from the first season and i fucking love them. them i love them i love them jenny is what 60 61 she's 61 she's, she's from palm springs california and Samit is 32 and he's living in India. Um, and basically, we just see that she's going to try to make this all work out again. If you haven't seen last season, um, basically, we she moved. She, like, cashed in her 401k, sold all of her belongings, went to India under the assumption that she was going to be marrying Summit. And as she was there, there was, like, a knock at her door. And it was... Um, there's Marley. Uh, it was Samit's father-in-law. So we find out that Samit was married. And she didn't know that he was married. He was in an arranged marriage with a woman he was not in love with. 
And um, there was obviously huge legal ramifications for all of this. He could have been thrown in jail. It could have gotten really ugly. But his wife actually agreed to getting a divorce. So, so yeah, they have a mutual divorce. Yeah. Uh, his father-in-law said, I spent $20,000 on the marriage and therefore you have to give me $20,000 yeah. and then I will let my daughter, um, will let the marriage you. be dissolved. Right. It'll be basically. dissolved. Yeah. So, um, he says, he claims that he's already paid him off half of the money that his parents helped him to do that, even though they do not, um, agree with his relationship with Jenny. They do not support that relationship. They don't support it, but they helped to pay off the $10,000. Now here's the thing for me. This is all I have to ask about it. If he has to pay off the full $20,000 in order for it to be dissolved, does that mean that he has to come up with the other $10,000 in six months? Or is that um, like he's going to stay married until it's paid off? I worry for Jenny because of that, because she has sold her entire life last yeah. season to go to India yeah. and live with him. Um, and like we had seen in the season prior, um, he basically was lying the entire time. He would say that he had to go stay with his parents for a week or two weeks and he would actually go home to his wife. Yeah. Um, he was leaving her alone in like a not so safe area and she was going out at night to go to internet cafes to talk to her uh, daughter Family, and daughter-in-law. Yeah. So it's just, it's really interesting to see what's going to happen. I really, I think the things that I wrote down were that, um, Obviously, they filed for a divorce and it was mutual and his ex-wife made false claims against him about hurting her and treating her poorly. Yeah. Um, I think that Jenny and Summit really do love each yeah, other. For sure. I think that they're going to stay together. Yeah, I, I think that they, they really do have like a true like love. Yeah, you um, can tell. You can, you just, can just tell. tell. They like, like, yeah, you it's, can just it's tell. It's very sweet. I love it. But um, I think there's just like a lot of social cultural obstacles in the way. So we'll see. Um, so the next couple is Kenneth and Armando. Um, Kenneth is 57 from Florida. Does not look 57. Oh my God, Kenneth, what do you do? Yeah, what's your skin so regimen? I need to oh my God, know. He looks, he looks like he's like 35. 35, yeah. He, he does not look a day over so 35. So good. Um, so he has four kids um, and... He told, I highly recommend going to watch it because he told his coming out story, um, which was basically like his parents are, and he, he grew up in Ohio, his parents are super conservative, he ended up moving to Florida um, to like find himself, basically, and then um, while he was down there, like embraced that he was gay and he ended up writing his parents like an eight page letter and his mom called him and was like, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. We love you. We love you. It's not a big deal. And I was just like, <laughs> I know we were both sitting here cheering. It off. was just like, like so oh sweet. God. And then, um, so then he ends up having four kids like through a, a friend of his and like in vitro fertilization. So he had one boy and then they tried he wanted to try again for one more child and he ended up getting triplets um so he has but they're 
all the kids are grown. They're all grown. Yeah. And his youngest daughter, Madison, she's like in her 20s. And she has a son of her own, Cooper, who's like four. And they live with him. And their relationship is just like. You can just tell that he loves his family It's so, so sweet and so cute. Oh I just love God. him so much. And then we meet Armando, who is 31. He's from Mexico. He has a six-year-old daughter named Hannah. And he runs a pet resort, a doggy resort, which well, is cute. so cute. Um, he was married for eight years. And he what he said, like, you know, I live in Mexico. It's like this very, he keeps saying it's a very macho culture where like being gay is not accepted. And so he was like, basically, I wanted to try a relationship with a woman to see like, can I get over like, my true self? Like, can I get over these feelings and be in like a a heterosexual like relationship? And um, he, he ended up coming out to his wife. And his wife called his parents and were like, his wife was like, guess what your son just told me. And so basically like outed him to his family. Um, And it caused a lot of pain. Um, They ended up getting divorced, but he still, it seemed to remain really good friends with her because he He calls her her best best friend. friend. Um, But she sadly passed away in a, a tragic car accident. So he has full custody of his daughter, um, which Hannah, made me question why he couldn't come to, to America. America. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they just, their whole story, I cannot wait for it. Like it seems so endearing, so genuine. It does seem very genuine. So sincere. I think they'll stay together. Yeah, I hope so. I but really hope so. I'm just like, I worry about, I worry about them being in Mexico. Exactly. Yeah, because even, like, they had concerns about, they yeah. even, like, mentioned, like, how it's not. I, and that's, I think that's, like, why I was so, um, like, curious about why they weren't going to come to America Florida, instead. Yeah. Um, because at, my initial thought was, obviously, the mother, the mother of Hannah um, and her wanting to be close to her daughter and everything. And then finding out that she had passed away, yeah. Um, I was like, well, maybe it's because of the grandparents, but they're actually but they're moving four, four hours, hours away away from Armando's family because there's more work opportunities in another city, right? For Kenneth, um, so I don't know. I don't. I don't. I'm not totally sure what the reasoning there is is like why they're they didn't really touch they didn't really talk a lot about that but um I am super stoked about this couple like they are they just seem like the most genuine sweet people I want to be friends with them he when he like he said he basically had to come out a second time to his family because the first time that he had came come out like they basically just like heard all of it and they were like we're not accepting it and he was like I felt like I was shoved back in the closet and so we see him like what he says like I feel like I'm coming out a second time to his sister and his sister just like breaks down and she's like I am so sorry for like how I treated you back then and like you are like a second dad to my kids like I can't like even and she feels like she's a mother yeah to Hannah, Hannah and she's like I can't even fathom you're my only brother I can't even fathom you like moving away but I want you to be happy and like 
So it seems just like, I don't know. It seems like it might turn out good. I don't know. I'm really hoping. I actually think that they're yeah. a great couple, yeah. you know, first impressions. Yeah. First impressions. We'll see what happens. Right. Exactly. Like, um, but I feel like they're a really good couple and I really hope that they stay together. They mm, my prediction is, is I'm going to love them through the whole season. I know. Because I just. I'm already like obsessed with So the final and last one, we got to wrap it up kind of quickly here is Ariella. Um, she's 28 and she's from New Jersey and she is with Binyam and he's 28 and he's from Ethiopia. Um, and we find out she's six months pregnant with Binyam's baby. A little bit of a shocker. Um, she, the way she met him was she is a traveler. She likes traveling the world and she found cheap, <laughs> cheap tickets to go to Ethiopia, Ethiopia, went to Ethiopia, saw some guy like outside of her hotel and like dropped a cheesy pickup line and it worked. And, uh, <laughs> they started dating while she was there. And while she was there, she got pregnant. Yeah. Um, she, yeah. <laughs> so her dad's a, she works for her dad at her dad's cardiologist um, practice. Um, her mom is like a trauma ER nurse. And um, she drops the bombshell that she plans on having this baby in Ethiopia. And that's kind of what this um, all centered around. This episode kind of centered around was like her decision to like have this baby in Ethiopia because she wants Vinyam to be there. Um, but obviously there are like major concerns about the healthcare system in Ethiopia, not the standard of America and her dad's a doctor or mom's a nurse. So they're well aware of like what needs to happen when you're having a baby. And, uh, like one of the things was interesting is like, she's already been trying to do some research about hospitals there. And like, she asked about like having an epidural, and the hospitals were like, well, we always have a shortage of medication. So epidurals are not like, it's like, if you're lucky, maybe you can get one, yeah, it's not guaranteed, but it's not guaranteed that you're going to have an epidural. Um, and then when she goes to talk to like her OBGYN, her OBGYN's like, if you need a blood transfusion for any reason, they probably they there's a c-section anything like they may not have the blood that you need they may not have the medications that you need like those are things that we worry about um you know when we're looking at you having a child in in Ethiopia so her mom's gonna go with her to Ethiopia um, to kind of like scope things out and um, like look at hospitals and just kind of see how things are. And basically, her mom was like, "If the hospitals aren't up to standard, like I'm dragging her back to the U.S. with me." Which but, that reminds me of the um, the last season. What was the girl's name? She went to South Africa. Oh, Tiffany and Ronald. Tiffany, yeah. She went to uh, South Africa and she was there. Um, she was also pregnant. They were looking at what they were going to do for birthing. When they went into the hospital, you know, there was like, they were like, oh, you might get a room. You might be out in the hallway. We don't know. And she took her ass back to America yeah. to have that baby. Yeah. Like, girl, yeah. just stay, have the baby here and then go. I don't know. Like, 
I understand like totally. wanting to have your partner there with you, like absolutely 100%. But at the end of the day, it's coming down to your life and your baby's life. And I would rather know like in the long run that I'm going to be there with my child yeah, to absolutely. raise my child and my baby's going to be healthy and my baby's going to be okay. Like we'll get you in on a Zoom call so you can see the birth. But um my that's health just, and my baby's health is definitely is the way top more priority. important. And if I have access to way better health care, then I'm going to take it. So I guess we'll see what happens with those. I am like a little bit, I am curious to see what happens with that. Um, we haven't seen anybody actually go to the uh, country that they're going to yet. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot to look forward to for the next couple of episodes here. Yeah. I'm really excited about this lineup. I think yeah. that it's going to be good. Yeah, I actually feel like this is a really good lineup. They didn't really introduce... They didn't introduce her boyfriend. No, not at all. We didn't hear from Binyam at all. So I don't actually have, like, an, whether or not I think they're going to stay together. Right, yeah. We haven't seen, like, much of... We haven't seen their interaction at all. And there's apparently another couple as well that's probably going to be on the next episode. Yeah, uh, it seems like it's an American and a woman from Colombia. And then also there's a return couple, Jihoon and Devin. I love Jihoon. I love He's my favorite. He's so funny. I remember him talking about his clean asshole. (laughs) In the last season, he was on it and he... (laughs) Oh, my God. They have... (laughs) <laughs> he has a bidet and she's like what the fuck is this and she he just keeps on talking about how his entire family and him just have the cleanest asshole dude <laughs> he's so funny he is so funny i love him I, i'm is, not a big fan of Devin, but i do love Jihun. i'm not a fan of Devin, but jihoon is hilarious. i'm so excited to see them i think that um, I'm excited just for like his jokes. He's just a good guy. You can just tell that. I he's mean, funny. he's shady AF. He's shady. He's shady But he's like hilarious. <laughs> he calls himself like, what did he call himself last season? Like the man boy. The man boy. The man boy. Because like he knows that he's like not living up to like. Yeah, he's just. He's fun. He's, he's just. He, yeah, he's but kind he's of a, a dad beat. Yeah, like, he's kind of like, I just quit my job because I wasn't making enough money. And, and wasn't he, like, selling drugs or something? No, he was while? selling um, stolen, stolen phones. cell phones. Yeah, yeah. stolen phones. And he owes, oh my God. And he owes, like, thousands of dollars to, like, the South Korean government. Yeah. He's That's going to be a trip. He's a I'm excited for that. He's a mess. <laughs> he's a mess. But he's a super charming and endearing mess. Oh my god. And then I just don't have any like Devin is like Devin's like talking to a doorknob, like no personality. She's so boring her so much. And then like not to mention she's like a Trumpster and Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Sorry for all you Trump loving people out there. We just are not, but That's a great <laughs> thing to end on. Um, so, yeah, next week, obviously, we'll be watching Night Day Fiance the other way. I guess we'll watch Night Day Fiance before the 90 days. Tell Whatever. Us again. Like, so if boring. it's even worth it. Like, I don't even know if I even want to talk we about it. We might not even talk about it. It might not even be a thing. it's so stupid. 
But let us know about the Epstein thing. If you guys would like us to do a deep dive, we would love some interaction and we would love to know, like, are there things you want us to watch? Um, if there's something that you love to watch, just tell us. Cause even if we have, if we watched it before, we'll talk about it. Absolutely. Or if there's something that you just want us to bring up, like we yeah. are so down, we're open to anything. Netflix, Hulu, I don't give a fuck what it is. Yeah. Just let us know and we will definitely be tuning in and watching that with you. Absolutely. Thanks so much for coming on, guys. We love you, little trash pandies. We love you, little trash pandies. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.